look alive, punks, punkettes, and all you fuckers in between. It's time to drop the needle on this track. Let's get this shit show rolling with a quote from one of my personal heroes, Joey Ramone. To me, punk is about being an individual and going against the grain and standing up and saying, this is who I am. Goddamn, that's beautiful. I tear up just thinking about it. Now, welcome to the fights, because this is Die Emo's Die. That's right, haters. It's me. The man with the plan, the man in the know, the fucker you love to hate, Iggy Rotten. You still think we have listeners, right? Of course we have fucking listeners. What the hell? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mean to derail this too much, but I forgot to ask you earlier. Do you think my hair is okay? I tried, to, tried a little something different, a little foopy. We're on the radio. What does it... it it's fine. What's up, listeners? This is Kimmy, your punk scene princess and goddess of glam. Thanks for having me on the air, Iggy. Iggy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, just, uh, I'm a little distracted. I'm, I'm worried about Ziggy, you know? We don't have to do this if you're not up for it, okay? I think you still have some emo poisoning. We can just do another archive episode. No, 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 no. Fuck that. I'm Iggy fucking rotten, okay? I am the epitome, epitome of punk. Epitome, however the fuck you say that, I am that, okay? Fuck Maggie, fuck her emos. Let's do this shit. All right, listeners, let's get this shit show on the road. For today's episode, I have the scene queen herself as my co-host, Miss Kimmy... Hey, I just realized I don't know your last name. Please. What's up, losers? This is the queen of meme, the sultan of scene. You know me, you fear me, you love me. The one and only Kimmy. Fuck yes. Hey, by the way, thanks for covering for me the other day. I, uh, I really owe you one. Don't mention it. Punk's gotta stick together if we're gonna beat back these emo meatbags. Too true. Oh, be sure to thank whoever left that Rocket to Russia record by my bed. They are a real lifesaver. That was Marcus. What a champ. No shit. Fucking Marcus did that? Wow. He really saved me. I, mean, I was <laughs> I was super fucked up, you know, after I... Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh... Sorry, I've, I've, I've just been playing it over and over in my head. Um, and the emos and Maggie. Those eyes of hers. Ziggy. Uh, 
I, I, I didn't actually tell you this, but uh, I started a journal to help process all my emotions. It really, really helped. It's hard to explain, but like lights felt too bright, you know? I, I just wanted to sink into my bed, free the tears from my eyes, and let Dashboard Confessional erupt from my stereo. And I thought about, and I thought about how much I missed Beverly. <laughs> the way the sunlight bounced off her hair. Hey, hey, Iggy, snap out of it. I need you here. You haven't seen Beverly since high school. What? I need you to focus, Iggy. Be here. No use going down that emotional rabbit hole. Right, 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 right. Thank you. Thought you were about to go full Davy on me. Davy? What do you mean? Like, Davy Havoc? AFI? Since when was that a thing? Since I made it a thing. Basically a week ago when I was doing the Punk Brigade blog update. It's what I'm calling punk traders who blur the line between punk and emo so much they don't even realize they're a zombie. It's really fucking dangerous shit. Fuck. Was I that bad? I heard you reciting the opening poem to I'm a Fake by The Used. Fuck. That's bad. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> thank you for saving me, Kimmy. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I would have done if it weren't for you and the other punks. Whoa, 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 let's slow that emotional train wreck right there. But you're welcome. And that is why she is the trendsetter, the tastemaker, the one we like to describe with the rule of threes. Also, voted most punk rock hair in middle school two years in a row. Would have been three if I hadn't been screwed over in the eighth grade. Yeah, screwed over. Didn't you get expelled? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, so what actually happened with that? Because I heard you stab someone. Nothing quite that dramatic. Although I didn't mind the reputation that got me. Okay, what really happened then? I guess it's time to give up the ghost on this one. I bet our listeners are dying to know. I'm dying to know. The principal caught me smoking in the boys' restroom. You got expelled for smoking, that's it? Well, it wasn't a cigarette, and let's just say I wasn't alone. Oh, wait a second, is that why Tom got expelled too? Yep. Son of a bitch. We, we, we always thought he got caught jerking off in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> the rumor mill was not kind to him. Oh no, not at all. So, anyway... That's why my parents decided to homeschool me the rest of the year. They were worried public school was a bad influence on me. Sent me to that fucking Catholic school the next year. Yeah. Now we really miss you after that. Doesn't this fall under one of your categories for the show? Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, listeners. Let's, uh, let's shift this conversation into our first segment. A little fucking nostalgia. You should really get better about that or you're gonna lose your listeners. They don't like it when they don't know what to expect. Get some transition music, up the production value. You know, shit like that. Whoa, do you think Iggy Pop would have become famous if he had upped the production value and let people know what to expect? Do you think people ask the Sex Pistols to play better? No. I don't think so. Okay, whoa, calm down. You really need to keep your emotions in check if you're going to work that poison out of your system. <sighs> All I'm saying is, sometimes the Iggy Pops of the world need a little guidance from the David Bowies. What, are you Bowie in this scenario? I'm Bowie in every fucking scenario. 
right, 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 right. You are totally right. I need to keep it cool. Gotta keep my emotions in check for a while. Uh, hey, why don't you take on the next segment and give us a little fucking nostalgia? Oh, tell us about the world of punk from inside a Catholic high school. You sure? That's a little depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Distract me. Well, I guess it wasn't all bad. I remember a week before school was supposed to start, I walked to the electronics store, back when Zach's dad still owned it, to buy a CD. Sounds a little melodramatic, but it was like a ritual for me. I always bought a CD before the start of a new school year. It was a way for me to mark the moment and set the tone for the new year. This one felt different, though. We weren't moving or anything, but it felt like I was going to be in a totally different planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. So, anyway, I was flipping through the music, feeling sorry for myself. And that's when I found AFI's first album, Answer That and Stay Fashionable. Oh, 90s punk. So fucking good. I don't know how I'd never heard of them before, but I knew this was going to be my album for the year. I listened to it the whole walk home. I remember the first time through, I I felt lighter. Like the year wasn't going to suck so bad. It helped me feel like I could take on the religion and the uniforms and all the other bullshit the school year had in store for me. The song, I want to get a mohawk, but my mom won't let me get one, is actually why I tried to give myself a mohawk for the first day of school. My mom was so pissed. I thought I'd be able to get away with it, too, until the principal called me into his office. Apparently, it was against the dress code or whatever, so I had to shave it off. Girls weren't allowed to have shaved heads either, but... I guess they made an exception because it was preferable to the alternative. Mm, Fucking private schools, man. It didn't really matter after I found the punk clique at school, though. You could always tell who they were by the ways they skirted the dress code. There were the small tells. Band bracelets. Slightly heavier eyeliner for the girls. Vans just passing under the uniform guidelines. And, of course, band posters. Lining the insides of our lockers. Punks, man. You know, you can take the Mohawks off their heads, but never out of their hearts. I think punk flourishes under a more oppressive regime. It was kind of ironic. My parents sent me to private school to get me away from bad influences, but I think I became more punk and more deviant in the shadow of all that religious totalitarianism with those kids. We used to meet up after school to trade CDs and get high in the parking lot behind the convenience store. We were pretty inseparable. That was when I met Johnny. He was such a dick. We started dating right before winter break. That was when he found out I liked AFI. He saw pictures of Davey plastered on the insides of my locker. He didn't tell me why, but he gave me their Sing the Sorrow album the very next day. Told me to listen to it before I went around telling the other punks that I was into him. And we used to be a lot more casual about passing emo music around back then. Well, back then, it was about integrity. If you're at a band crossover, you had to hear it for yourself. We didn't know what we know now. What it was doing to our minds. I, I think we've all had that experience as punks, right? I mean, hearing that album from your favorite band, where you realize they've sold out. You know, they're no longer yours. I still remember that night. I sat in the dark in my room, with my headphones on, ready to listen to this album Johnny could only speak about in hushed tones. 
when Miseria Cantera started, I felt something was off. By the time I got to Girls Not Gray, I knew. I don't know how many times I listened to that album on repeat. It was winter break, so I had nothing but time. I thought maybe I didn't get it. Maybe it was a mistake. But when I went back through their discography and re-listened to Black Sails in the Sunset and Art of Drowning, I realized this was not an overnight thing. It was a gradual descent. Hey, Kimmy, Kimmy, you don't have to keep talking about it if you don't want to. No, it's it's important for the listeners to know. I think that was my first experience with emo poisoning. We didn't have a word for it then, but all the symptoms were there. I didn't leave my room. I just laid awake all night with lit candles and a journal of poetry as my only company. I couldn't stop crying. It felt like there was a weight on my chest, and if I just cried enough, I could make it go away. (laughs) My parents had been worried about me. New school, new friends, shit like that. Oh, fuck that. Talking about anything with a therapist wasn't going to help. That's for sure. The problem wasn't me not acknowledging my emotions or whatever the fuck therapists do. It was the emotional overload. That's why emo music is so dangerous. It's just pure emotional overstimulation. You know, emos wallow, punks act. We take all the emotional bullshit, we push it down, and we channel it into something else. Like fucking shit up and sticking it to the man. Uh, And yeah, let's uh, move on. So uh, uh, what happened next? After like a week, Johnny eventually found me. My dad never approved of our relationship, but I guess he was so worried that he called him. He found me, in my room, writing poetry, mascara running down my face with a picture of Gerard Way I had cut out of a magazine hanging over my bed. He helped me gather up all my AFI shit and take it to the corner quickie, and we torched All of it in the dumpster out back. There, in the glow of the fire, my old punk persona going up in flames was when Johnny told me that he was planning to form the Space Cadets. He wanted to give this town a punk scene and never sell out. I immediately told him that I wanted to be the band manager and I swore I would never allow myself to be betrayed by a band again. I would never be behind the curve and I would save others from having that experience. That was when the new Kimmy you see before you was born. That's beautiful. Fuck yeah, it is. I remember that day too. I was behind the corner quickie and Nathan was... So pissed off. (laughs) Uh, Hey, it was a big moment for me as a kid. You know, seeing you and Johnny commit to the legacy of punk music like that stuck with me. That's also where I got my name for my record star. Raging Dumpster Fire. That's why I do what I do. God damn right. Well, I hope our listeners take a little inspiration from your story and realize why it's so important for us punks to stick together. 
And it's pretty apparent that emos have been working in the shadows to poison our music and culture for a long time now. And we need to stop it before it's too late. Fucking A. Huh, wow, that uh, that got a little heavy, didn't it? <laughs> oh, why don't we liven things up a bit by playing one for the punk arsenal? I think that emo poisoning is still working its way out of my system, and some great fucking punk music should flush it out for good. No kidding, I think it's getting to me too, making me all nostalgic and shit. Alright, listeners, here's another one for the punk arsenal. This is Swallow by Renee Phoenix. She is fucking amazing. You may not have heard of her yet, but you certainly have now. Let's roll that shit.
your banner Burn it all down as if it don't matter Swallow it down like a good girl I Listeners, again, that was Swallow by Renee Phoenix. Special thanks to Kimmy for recommending the song. That was punk as fuck. Where do you find shit like this? I call it my third eye. My sixth sense, if you will. Oh, punk vision. Tight. I'm just cool like that. Besides, you can't go wrong with girl punk. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes. You gotta admit. Girls make better punks. I mean, I... Women have a shit ton more to be pissed about. Yeah. What do guys even have to be mad about? I mean, really. I mean, uh, lots of stuff. Like, girls. Uh, uh, yeah. Girls. How articulate. Just be careful, punk boys. It starts as an angry song about your ex-girlfriend, and the next thing you know, your Mayday Parade... Email. Okay, I, I think they get it. And uh, for the record, guys make good punks too. Okay. Don't get your emotional panties in a twist. I was just trying to make a point. Well, it was certainly made. Now, moving on, listeners, it's time for our next segment, Survival Tips. I think we can all agree that these emo zombies aren't going anywhere. And if anything, they're getting more aggressive. So, Kimmy, what tips do you have for the punk faithful currently tuned in? in. Don't give up hope. If we get despondent, they win. Fuck yeah! And uh, if any of our punk listeners aren't good with big words like despondent, can you explain? Sure. Just don't get sad. Oh, that's it? Pretty much. Oh, well, you heard it here first, punks. Stay mad, keep those emotions in check, and don't get uh, despondent. You know, sad. If we get sad and start writing shitty poetry, they win. And don't go out alone. I don't care if you think you're Billy fucking Joe. Maggie's magic is getting stronger by the day and no one is safe. She's getting more aggressive and I think we saw that with what happened to Ziggy. Sorry, Iggy. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's totally fine, Kimmy. I mean, it's just important that Maggie doesn't get any more of us. You know, I, I think everyone should invest in a portable CD player. Stay analog, you know? Just because iTunes says it's punk doesn't mean it's safe. The emos, the emos have hit the mainstream, and they have the ear of record producers. So consult your local record store owners before buying anything. And 
when in doubt, stick to bands tested and approved by the Punk Brigade. Kimmy is in charge of that department, and let me just say, she is killing it. Thanks, Iggy. Oh, no, 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 Kimmy. I thank you. You saved my life. Now, I was this close to giving up. I, I barely remember even making it to your house. You know, last thing I remember before passing out was, like, hearing a band playing out of your garage. Uh, that's it. Yeah. You had it pretty bad. Which brings me to my next point. Live music is the most potent cure for emo poisoning. If you can, find some friends and form a band. We need to fill the streets with live music. Wait a minute. What? I have a fucking idea! Fuck the old punk brigade report. Because this just in, my punk brethren. It's time to come out of hiding. You hear me, Maggie? We're about to bring the fight to you. What are you talking about? Well, you said it. Forming bands. Live music. Filling the streets with punks. Hmm? Yeah. What about it? A fucking music festival! The emos co-opted all the festivals years ago. Uh, that's why we need to bring back the most punk festival possible. Warped Tour! Warped Tour? Yeah! Like, back before it got sold out and lame and died out. You know, cool Warped Tour. That just might work. Of course it'll work. Well, we should go over the logistics first. Fuck logistics, we're punks. Okay, let's just do it. Whoa, slow your punk roll. Even the Ramones had a Johnny, my friend. We need a plan. Let me be the Johnny to your Joey. I prefer Dee Dee, but I get your point. Fine, you be Johnny, but let's get this shit out there. Punks of all kinds, shapes, and sizes, consider this an official announcement for the return of Warped Tour. Auditions for bands will be held at officially sanctioned punk sanctuaries that will be very heavily guarded. Locations TBD, but we will get on that. I will personally ensure that we do not have a repeat of Raging Dumpster Fire's Battle of the Bands. This is going to be 100% safe, and we are not going to let those emo fucks infiltrate us like that again. You have my word. Since my house is already the punk crash pad of the neighborhood, I can be the official audition spot for our area, and... Be the final say in all inductees to the lineup. Other designated locations will be announced soon. Fucking right, Kimmy. Look at that. Things already coming together. And we may be a little late with our next episode, but I will do my very best to keep bringing you punk radio greatness while also resurrecting Warp Tour. Watch your back, Maggie. We're coming for ya. Thank you for being on the show today, Kimmy. Turned out to be very eventful. Fucking charmed. And thank you for sticking with us, listeners. Remember to stay on track and punk as fuck. This is Iggy Rotten, signing off. <sighs> oh, hey, I need to drop by my place to uh, grab some of my equipment. Okay, I'll get Marcus so you don't have to go alone. Oh, fucking Marcus? He's the only one available. Fuck it. Fine, fine. I guess he kind of helped me with the emo poisoning and all that. Do you even think any of your stuff is still there? Yeah, sure. I mean, what would Maggie do with my radio equipment? Speaking of, did you leave the mic on? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, sorry, listeners. Stay punk. This is Iggy Rotten officially signing off.